Guys, welcome to the J. Scott Outdoors podcast. I want to thank you for all of the support that you've given me here. If you have any questions of me, you can send me a DM on my Instagram account at J. Scott Outdoors or send me an email jscottoutdoors at gmail.com. I want to thank you guys for listening to this podcast. Um, please tell your friends about it, and I appreciate your support. I also want to thank the sponsors of this podcast. I want to thank GoHunt.com, Cody Nelson, the glassing guru. He's been on the podcast a bunch. Guys, if you need any optical uh, needs at all, anything glassing-related, tripod-related, uh, any optical questions, or if you need gear, give Cody a call at 702 847 8747. You can also text or call him on his cell phone 602-399-3699. Guys, use the J. Scott promo code when you're signing up for the Go Hunt Insider. That's going to give you uh, discounts. Um, Right now, they're running a $50 Go Hunt Gear Shop gift card if you sign up using the J. Scott promo code. I also want to thank Kuyu Ultralight Hunting. Kuyu is a direct consumer brand, KUIU.com. Uh, the ultra, ultralight hunting gear is the gear that I have worn since uh, and used since 2010. Um, they are a direct to consumer brand. You can go to Kuyu.com, order everything right there directly on the website. Also, want to point out for those of you that are near the Dallas, Texas area, they have just opened a retail location. So now they have a retail location in Dallas as well as in Dixon, California. Um, also, be looking out for the Kuyu guys um, at some of the trade shows that are coming up here in the next couple months. Thank you to Kuyu for their uh, longtime support. I also want to thank Phonescope.com. Remind you guys to use the JScott23 promo code. That's going to get you 10% off on all orders at Phonescope. And then last but not least, LathropAndSons.com. Uh, contact owner Stephen and James at LathropAndSons, 618-544-8782. Uh, they make mountain hunting boots. They have the Encompass the Mountain Hunter, and the Elite Boot. Um, Again, reach out at 618-544-8782. Also ask them about their custom Synergy footbeds. Um, You can also check them out at lathropandsons.com. Guys, let's get right to this episode. Again, we're, we're approaching the new year of 2024. I appreciate all your support. Reach out. Love to hear from you. Guys, welcome to the J. Scott Outdoors podcast. We're here on a rainy day in Phoenix, which we haven't been able to say in a while. <laughs> Finally. Um, getting some rain here in Phoenix. I'm here at my house. I've got Cody Nelson, the optics manager, the glassing guru of GoHunt.com <laughs> in the house. And um, I just had a great week a couple days ago. I uh, was able to go up to Go Hunt, Cody. Uh, Did I show you around a little bit? Yeah, it was fun. We had a good time. Uh, sat down with uh, Lorenzo and Brady and Trail and, and uh, had a good podcast That's about two hours. And um, had some fun with that and then was able to get a tour of the warehouse and the showroom and the office and... Um, spent a full day and the, and the dogs are our, our, our pet care i love it i mean there's one dog there that they said was nine months old and it's like a great oh, yeah. game yeah and it's, a, it's gigantic yeah that's awesome that's he's the sweetest dog too and there were four or five other dogs there that were awesome 
So I was wishing I took yeah. Poppy there to say Paul's hi. Paul's dog uh, Piper is the 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 greeter at the door most of the time. Yeah, yeah. So had a little awesome. dog bed yep. there. Yep. No, that's a good place to uh, hang out, and they 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 treat people right. And I'm sure you had a good conversation with the. Uh, I haven't heard the podcast. I don't think they released it yet. No, it hasn't come, come out yet. But we but, had a uh, good conversation. We talked for about two hours about all kinds of stuff and. Um, so that was fun. And then I got to see the warehouse and where everything gets shipped. And I, you know, I had not seen it before and I was blown away at the size of it. You know, you, yeah, you, you hear about it, but then you go and realize, um, how much business GoHunt.com is actually doing. The first time that you see those picking machines start rolling around the deal and, and you, you can't just like pop up on a yeah. H rack and grab something. You got to have a picker that, yeah, that, that's the first time I realized like, wow, this is, this is doing something pretty cool. Yeah. It was neat. And then, um, the optics room that that's all yep. enclosed optics room. That's a special little place right there. Yeah. Yeah. So that was fun. Um, so here we are, I uh, believe the 21st of December, and, or 22nd of December, we're right here before Christmas. Yep. Um, we've, we've got a rainy day, which is great, um, pretty much looks like widespread rain across kind of the, all the southwest, which is good, and hopefully we get some in Mexico. Should help those late whitetail hunters too, right? Yeah, I would bet um, the guys with the whitetail tags, um, probably excited to probably have to come back yeah. for Christmas break, but then I would... I would think it'll make the last five, six days of the hunt really Moon, good. Moon's going to be tough, but um, I, I just I couldn't help but think that this cold snap pushing on in th- through the week and in the beginning of the week, the moon or not, if if they start, ru- I mean, if anything will help them kick them in, this th- this would help do it. But yep. even though it's not prime, it's not yeah, the but, prime time, but it's... But maybe the guys in Central or, you know, in the northern units that, that have coups, maybe that'll kick right. them over the top, and I know... Uh, have you been getting any reports on I on haven't people? done my coos, um, my Arizona deer so, report, but I usually start about Christmas time. I've spoken to maybe f- probably five or six different guys over the last week, and kind of pretty typical, the small bucks, you know, a few small bucks getting pretty aggressive and chasing like it was their life depended upon it. Um, but yeah, I mean, it's definitely kicking around and, and, and stuff starting to move a little bit. So that's, and that's been... I don't know, of, of the f- five, or I guess it's five or six guys, but of the five guys, I, you know, most of them said that they saw that kind of activity. So that's yeah. pretty good. Which is normal, you know, this time of year, the younger deer really trying to get in there and move some does. And and it, it's yep. crazy, though, how when, when it really kicks in, how they get pushed off and the bigger, more mature deer, you know, move right oh, in. Yeah. Um, but... Today we've got a bunch of questions. Yes, sir. Um, guys want to ask about optics and glassing, and um, it, it was fun to go up to Go Hunt, and I, I spent some time with Omar and some of the guys going over tripod stuff, and 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 so we we it kind of got the wheels turning in my head sure. about things, and there were questions that had come in and whatnot. So um, let's go ahead and dive into the questions here because I know people love this Q and A so much. All right, starting from a scratch budget, um, what are you guys going to go? It says starting from scratch, no budget, excuse me, no budget. What are you guys going to go with for glassing setup? So starting from scratch, ground zero, no budget. Ooh. I mean, 
I think you got to go with the... putting me right in the corner and making me, <laughs> making me show my cards. No, um, you know, the first thing that I would start with, obviously, for me, Jay, is, like, I, I've been using the BTX-115 for a long, you know, for as long as it's been out now. And I've really come to enjoy that piece of gear. I, I, it works well for me. Um, I, I've... I, you know, I use it for the longest ranges and the scouting and, and, you know, just trying to figure out where pockets of animals or where they're moving or what they're doing or where they're held up at. And I cannot have been more pleased with that. Don't you feel like the 115 BTX, as far as a balance issue with the way the configuration is on the BTX, with the 115 objective, it actually balances the best with that setup. Yeah, I, I think it's 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 between the 95 and the BTX, like it's hard. Like they do really really well, especially I'm using the the VH10 head and I put an MP um, adapter on the MP20 adapter, you know, to for the Arca Swiss. And tell the listeners what that does. So with my VH10 Suray VH10 head because of the plate system not being Arca Swiss, I've added an Arca Swiss adapter that, quite frankly, I actually like that locking up, the way that it locks up with a twist, and it actually, it, it's just super simple. I can I can tip the binocular in, you know, or instead of having to slide it through the, you know, the, 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 the grooves all the time. So it just works for me. Um, but that's an MP20, uh, Subray MP20 Arca Swiss adapter is what it's called. On the bottom of it, it's got a, um, you know, a three-eighths to quarter 20 uh, 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 bushing. And so you can either run quarter or you can run three-eighths um, on that, depending what what plate system you got underneath it. But it just works real well. And it, it helps, you know, um, I've, I've used that same piece and put it on... Uh, um, uh, window mounts um you know i've done a lot of different things to 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 make that oh uh you know guys that are that have other tripods you know or heads other than suray or something that they want to convert all their tripods over to arca swiss they can throw a an mp20 on there so um it's in the go hunt gear shop and i think it's a you know it's under 50 bucks and you you, you i mean it saves your tail every time okay so you're starting out the BTX 115. If you're starting from scratch, no budget. I'm, look, look, I'm probably working backwards of what a guy would expect me to say, but I think that that for me, I just think that that's the tool that starts everything that I do. I don't start off the year glassing through my tens or or what whatever. I I I, I always try like right now this time of year. Um, you know, trying to go out tomorrow, but I, you know, we're going to get some rain, but Sunday's looking pretty good too. But it's this time of year that I like to spend a lot of time out glassing and, and I'm not glassing small little pockets. I'm glassing big. I want to see deer moving around and, 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 and looking for big bucks trolling and whatever. And I, that, that's what I would be using right now. Most of the time is if I were out, I'd be using the BTX and the, in at least a 95 or a 115. Okay going smaller yeah i mean i was gonna say i mean it's hard to not look at the swarovski 15s or the yeah, swarovski yeah. 12 nls yep um I, I, there's so many combinations as to what a guy 
you know, it, it all depends on where do you hunt most of your time for the chest glass. Do you do you really need the field of view of like a 10 NL pier or, you know, even like the Noctavids or, or some of the Zeiss, you know, like the Zeiss SFLs. All these products have really wide field of views, and I tend to lean on a wider field of view for my chest glass than probably most people would would consider. And it's because I, when you have a wider field of view, it's much easier to handhold. And it's just easier on the eyes, and I like that field of view, and I like being able to have bugling bulls and, you know, maybe possibly catch both of them in the same screen. And, and, if, and, and, and I've said this before, but if, if I know the difference and I can see both bulls and I know that the bull on the right's better, well, where am I going to direct my attention to? And the, the way that you may call or, you know, uh, change your, you know, the, the call direction or however you're doing that. And if it leads me to help get that bull in tighter, then I'll take the field of view every time. Because when they're in that close, I, I, I just typically find that I don't need the power. You know, the magnification. So, uh, you know, um, a, I mean, a 10 NL pier with, with a 10 by 42 NL pier with, with 399 foot field of view, that's really hard to beat on your chest. Mm-hmm. And, and, and I know that there's, you know, Noctavids and, and Ultravids and the, the Zeiss SFLs and, and, you know, the regular ELs. Um, there's so many things out there that are so good, but I just would always tell somebody, just make sure you have a good piece of glass on your chest. Something that you can see through, that's comfortable to look through, you know, but, the, but you may not be spending all your time looking through. And, and, and then you mentioned the 12s. Well, then you get guys that are trying to bridge the gap. You know, the 12s are so amazing because th- they allow you to have the same field of view as a regular 10, same weight, same height, but now they're giving you a couple extra magnification. We've never had to deal with that in the history of optics. We've never had that capability. Right. They threw us a complete curveball, and 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 that's why it's one of the most popular pieces of glass. I, you know, I, I mean, quite frankly, I, I mean, I've sold two of them before I left here this morning. Do you think with the NL Pure line that Swarovski just came out? In my opinion, the EL ten by forty two was the best piece of chest glass or on binocular on tripod glass that I had looked through, and then they come out with the NL. I guess my point is where I didn't think they could ever raise the bar better oh, than the EL. Yeah, I know. I'm with you. And then they throw in the NL, which has a wider field of view. Yeah. My question is, do you think the other brands out there saw that as kind of like a, a bar and are have been since then trying to I, create I their own? I don't know how they can't look at it. Right. I, I, I That's a game changer. And it's, without me saying a single word to somebody, that's, you know, I mean, yeah, people are educated. I think people are more educated about optics today than they were 20 years ago. And I think people are asking questions, and I think people know and maybe have a better idea what they want. But at the same time, you know, I get to educate a lot of those people too and, and, and work through what, what I think they need or what they're telling me they need. Um, I... The, the the whole wider field of view thing completely threw everybody off when they came like I I kind of knew that there was an eight and a ten coming but then when when they announced the twelve forty two I was like oh well wait a minute same size binocular same frame 
same weight, same height, but now you're telling me I get two extra, but the field of view is the same as a regular 10. Why would I not just have the 10s? I mean, the, the 12s. Right. Because now you can say, oh, well, 12s are h- harder to handhold. Well, um, they do have the option of the headrest. That's, that's a great option. Some, it, some people love it. Some people don't. It's fine. Just whatever works for you. But the fact is, is that you're, you've got these choices now that have never been there. Right. That make it really, really hard, you know, to, 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 to do that. Well, let me put you on the spot here. We've been talking about binoculars. Um, he's wanting to know setup with no budget starting, you know, starting from ground zero. Let's talk spotting scopes. Um, what would be, say, your top three spotting scopes or top two mm. or top five? You know, what are your top? You know, I am one of my favorite pieces of gear, period. And it seems to be my, my absolute go-to lately is an STX-85. If I just had to choose one because I've already got the, the 115 on the... I just, there's something about, I just love looking through that. There's an easiness to it. Um, I know that's going against the grain a little bit because I, I used to carry the 95 all the time. I just, for size, weight, and everything that I've been doing, I, man, I just really like that. There's something really easy about digiscoping with it. I seem to get good quality pictures out of it. And, you know, I just... I don't know. STX eighty five would be my would my go. Um, up and up and comer that I think has to be talked about these days. Um, that I have gotten the chance to test uh, on a number of occasions now. Um, I don't know how you cannot look at the new Koa sixty six angled or sixty six straight with with their dual focus. Um, maybe it's because my eyes are getting older. Um, I, I can't believe, yeah. I, I, hey, I noticed that you had glasses sitting Do you have over cheaters? there. Cheaters? Do you the, use cheaters? The, yeah, there's, I got them right here in my pocket. So I just um, went for my two-year LASIK. Yeah, um, right there, brother. My two-year LASIK checkup, and they said I have 2050 vision, 2015 vision. Um, but anything up close, I'm finding like even on my phone. Gene made the font bigger. Um, but I still, yeah. st- I can read what, way what, better. What are those? These are one point. These are one point two five. Yeah, I'm I'm somewhere between one point two five and one point five. Yeah, so I mean, they, they both work for me. But, but, but that's I guess that's what I'm saying is is that I, I start to find now, you know, like that dual focus man. The first time I took that spotter out, I hadn't used a dual focus in a little while since I had been playing with the ninety nine from Koa, which is also another amazing piece of gear. But the I, wow, I was pretty blown away by how good that spotter was. Okay. Um, he's saying no budget. What what tripod, no budget, are you going to set him up with? You know, if I, if I had to just pick one right now and, and kind of do all of everything, man, I've been, you know that I've been playing with that, the, the MUTNT gear. I love that tripod right now. Um, but I've also got an 834 um, slick with a, a VA5 head. If I just had to pick one to go do everything, I think I'd pick the, the VA5 with an 834. That's the exact one I just, use. Just and only because it, 
I, I just feel like I got everything covered. It's it's light, it's heavier than than like the MUTNT gear, and 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 everything has its purpose. But if I just had to pick one, and I had to kind of do all with everything, that's that's the one I would go with. Okay, let's jump. To I hope I answered that guy's question because it that's so tough just to say. Well, if if I, if I'm going to give my answer, I'm yeah, gonna I was going to say, say a, what's, what's, a, yeah, you a, give me yours. A 12 by 42 NL pure Swarovski on right. my chest, um, and probably the twin Swarovski STS spotters as my big glass. It's your big glass, and the STX 95. Okay, that's, I, that's I, fair I really like the STX 115. But when I factor in the weight factor of carrying it around all the time, it doesn't. I have both. It just the one fifteen seems to sit so in, in second place more often because of weight. See, this is the thing. Is is like so? It's you, like I don't have. It doesn't get me that much better. Right. That I say when I'm at the truck and I'm like, which one am I going to take? Right. I tend to grab the ninety five. It's it's um. So this is what I think is funny about this conversation because I know. What you used? Here we go, folks. No, 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 no. This is good though. But I know what you used when you spent the month on on, on that ranch. This, you know. Yeah. I, I I get it. I totally understand. And you and I both know. But it, it there comes a time when you're like, man, that is that thing is giant. That one fifteen. I mean it. You know the BTX and, and that together, it, it's seven and three quarter pounds, and and we used to carry the the Coa Promenars, the the Highlanders at fourteen, at like fourteen pounds, and had a eight seven pound tripod, and so you know I'm thinking, but but the the point is is that holy cow, when you have an STX or ATX hooked up to that one fifteen, it is simply amazing what you get out of it. Oh yeah, but then there's times when you gotta you know. If you're if you're around the ranger, or if you're around the truck, right. and you're glassing, let's say you're hunting a ranch in Mexico where it's got good roads and you've got you know good good road structure and you can cover a lot of country. I mean, you can't beat a one fifteen. It, it it's amazing. Um, but you start really hiking with it. Um, yeah, I just I, I think you I think you get really realistic with you know what do you. I mean, you know, I've seen some of the packs that these guys carry these days, and I'm like, Mike, like, is there a piano in there too? Like, what do you, what else you got? Yeah. So, yeah, there's, there's just so many options, but I like where you're going with that, Jay. And by the way, if, if, if he just had to like pin me down, I'd really be hard pressed to, to 1042 NL. I'd have a 15, and 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 I would do an uh, an ATX 85, and I could go anywhere in the world with that. Yeah, I can agree with that. Um, Two thousand dollar budget, buy no recommendations. So two thousand dollar and under. Oh, I I think that's a right now. That's a pretty it's a pretty easy choice in terms of because you know like the Swarovski. Uh, ELs the eight and a half and eight and a half forty two and the the ten by forty two are nineteen ninety nine. I think that's probably, in my opinion, the best literal best bang for your buck in the entire industry right now. I, I think you're getting way more glass than than what that's than than the two thousand dollars is. Like, yeah, I mean that because I mean that, that used to be a twenty six hundred dollar piece. So. The binocular that I said was the best binocular I've ever looked through. Yep. 
is nineteen ninety nine right now. Right. I mean, for me, the EL Swarovski EL that series, yeah, to me was like the best I had ever. I mean, and yep. we had used some really good binoculars, you know, with the SLCs, and yep. and then the ELs came out. It, it's just crazy to see them be that affordable. Yeah, and well, and and that's the thing is, is that, and then when they hit the Swarovision and they, you actually got that slightly wider field of view and that edge to edge clarity. That that was simply absolutely amazing to me. Guys, if you hear a little noise in the background, don't mind. It's I'm in our guest house here in the refrigerator. Motor sounds like it's about ready to drive in the Indy 500. This reminds me of the old prank call. Is you call a guy up and say, is your refrigerator running? <laughs> you okay. got to catch it. <laughs> Next question. Best, uh, best cheaper end tripod for my spotting scope and binoculars. Well... You know, I I don't I, I just well I, I know what he's saying I, I don't I I just hate the word cheaper but anyway um, I will tell you right now that if you spend one hundred eighty nine bucks and you go get the T zero zero the Suray S I R U I Suray T zero zero four S K with a V A five head on it for one hundred eighty nine dollars I think that's a pretty good little tripod for 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 one hundred eighty nine bucks. No doubt in my mind. Interesting. When I was up at Go Hunt a couple days ago, mm-hmm. I had not really played around with the Suray tripods. Obviously, I've used that Suray VA5 and, and mm-hmm. VH10 head and love yeah. those. They're good little tripods. Man, I, I was doing some demonstrations for Omar with it, and it, it's pretty nice. Carbon fiber. Carbon it's fiber. Got a good feel twist locks. It. Yeah. You know, super easy operations. Um, they, they, you know, they have six-year warranties, just like the the slicks. And I mean, they're they're a fantastic little brand. We we've absolutely sold a boatload of Suray tripods. And I mean, I, I just can't even explain to you how many we sell. So price point is the Suray in general a little bit cheaper than the slick? Uh, yeah, I mean, the, so I'm not sure exactly which one you were looking at, but like an ST124. Um, you know, it's like 289 bucks and they had recently had a, uh, a fairly significant price reduction. And so that tripod used to be like 349, which in my opinion, that's a really good package deal for, for those two pieces. And, um, I would tell you that between the ST124, ST125 for, for that 289 bucks, I, I don't know how, I, I think that's, that's a pretty solid piece. And can pretty much do what you want it to do. This question, though, when he says best, cheaper, and he's, well, it, 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 you'd like it to say more affordable. But but my, yeah. here's, my, here's my question or my point, though. I would urge this listener, spend as much as you possibly can because yeah. you'll have this tripod for probably 10 years. Exactly. So if you can just get the best one you can afford, well, don't get... Don't get so fixated on affordable when, right. you know, save a little bit longer if you had to, to get the right one. I mean, so look, I mean, you know, we don't sell as many, well, I'll just, you know, whatever, I'll just say it. We don't sell as many Manfrotto's anymore. You just take the old, you know, 290 extra, 
that 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 model has basically been called several things over the years, but I still have those tripods today that are twenty years old. Right, they, still, they still work. Work great. So, you know, I, I I think you know, and I think that tripod today would cost you a hundred, you know, fifty bucks. But I, I, you know, depending on what a guy likes, whether he likes flip locks, whether he likes twist locks, do you like carbon fiber? Do you not want carbon fiber? You know, aluminum versus carbon fiber. You know, do you want to stand? Do you want to sit? Do you, I mean, there's there's all this criteria, and I think you just need to really, you know, and this is what I do. I spend a large part of my day talking to people through tripods because there's so many options and there's so many heights and so many this, so many that, um, that, you know, guys just really need to think about what it is that they do most and what they're trying to accomplish. And so I would tell that guy, yeah, but, you know, buy, buy quality. And there's nothing that we've talked about here today that's not quality. So, you know, you could look at the Vortex with, you know, their their lifetime VIP warranties. You can look at the um, the 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 the, the MUT&T gears. You can look at that. They're all doing some pretty incredible stuff. But I think what we need to figure out is is just you know what's work what works for that guy in that instance. Unless you want me to get you started on standing up while glassing, because that's. That, that's the one criteria that they want lightweight and they want sturdy. And then they say, oh, but I want to stand up too. Right. And that changes the whole dynamic of what you can get out of that tripod. Right. You you just baited me. I totally just, baited just, you into that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> we'll see if I take the bait. There's there's certain, certain things you put in the water that you know fish are going to bite on. I don't care how you we had some discussion a couple days ago about standing behind your tripod and glassing and i do understand that people really want that and let's face it i want it too yep but what i try and make the point of because people are always reaching out to me to try and find more game yes being able to stand has its place what frustrates me is when i'm guiding hunters and we go and we we're going to creep out on the edge of a point and we get out there and i'm you're settling in, in. Like, a, like a i'm settling in and you know <laughs> bearing down and i look over and here's a guy just clanking his tripods together one you know as oh, as fast as he can <laughs> open and letting them just flipping, drop flipping those legs and then he's out. just standing up there like a beacon number one Everything in the canyon heard him. Everything can see him. And then I'm thinking, he can't see as well as I can because I'm down. I'm sitting. I'm low to the ground. I've got no vibration. He's got a center post straight up in the air. He's up there just going to yep. town. And yes, for quick scanning and glassing, but when we're cooster hunting and we're looking very intently and very intensely, like it, it doesn't work consistently. So, we'll, we'll, I'm yeah, sure we, we've got we, more we, questions <laughs> on that. But um, dead on adapter, good for GeoVid HD, HDB. Hear mixed reviews about it being too tight. Well, I, I think. Well, well, okay. So w when when Leica decided to make that. Um, I, I'm going to call it a a uh, Poro prism like tube. It's a, it's kind of a mix between the two, but it's got a slight bend to it, 
and the way that that clamp has to work on there, I think what guys are saying is is that they're they're expecting that clamp to fit like perfectly, touch on all sides and all surface around the tube, and it it doesn't do that because it's not perfectly round. So I. And it's not perfectly I, I can, exact between each piece. Yes. Have I seen it where it bites and, and gets into the into the, the, the rubber armoring? You know, to, has a, have I seen it where it's left an impression? Yeah, I have. Um, do I think that that's entirely a bad thing? No. I'd rather take, quite frankly, I'd rather have them on a tripod than not. Right. But the dead-on's always been a good a good piece of gear and a solid solution for that. Next question, when are the 15-power NL Pures coming out? We can't go a podcast without that There's not that a question. single, and by the way, there's not a day that goes by that I don't get asked about it. Yeah. And the answer is, we don't know. Yeah, we don't know. Um, and we have not heard anything, and we don't know if they're even going to. I, I will flat out tell you that I have put every, every time I've ever been asked about what are people asking for, Every time I've been asked about, hey, what are you hearing? What what do people want? What's the you know what's the big you know thing out there? There has never been a single time that I've not been asked that question that I have not told the the the, the people at Tarovsky, please, for the love of God, try to make a higher power NL and keep we, that we, keep that wide yeah, field of view. Yeah, keep that wide field of view. And I've I've given my criteria what I think would make for an incredible you know, NL, and I'm just praying and hoping that that shows up one day. A 15 or an well, 18. And, and, and that's the thing is people, like, need hey, to understand. A 15 or an 18? Oh, I'd love it. Are you yeah, kidding me? It'd be incredible. It, it would be amazing. And, and, and I don't know how that's going to work out. So you, you tell but them what you want. On that, on that note, though, like, we're just sitting here speculating. As Absolutely. A, as a consumer, if the world was, you know, you could wave a wand and get what you want. All I've said is this. If you can do for a 15 what you did for the 1250, you know, in the 1242s, sign me up. Right. I will sell those. I will use those, number one, but I will sell those by the boatload. Right. All right. Next question. Do you glass in a grid pattern, larger openings first, question mark, smaller openings and edges next hmm well so if i'm if i'm if i'm stepping over the edge you know and kind of walking into a canyon and i and i sneak over the edge i get down below you know below the 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 horizon um i am first searching the escape routes i am then hitting the what I would call deary or, you know, good looking, spots. good looking spots. And, and, and once I feel like I've got those down, then I'm starting to take and start, you know, scanning left to right, right to left, whatever works for you. Um, and again, typically the sun's at my back and the sun is starting to, to, to peel the shadows away of the, you know, from top to bottom. So I'm typically following the shadows, but, you know, if if you're not following the sun, and it's just like a regular lit up, you know, space, I am I'm typically using that that method of I'm looking for the escape routes, I'm looking for the the what I would call good spots, and then I'm then I'm starting to kind of grid or let the terrain dictate how I'm glassing it. 
You know what was interesting um, on the hunt on the big hunt podcast with the go hunt guys that I just did. This question came up. Um, trail trailer Brady brought it up and asked me how I do it. And w- one thing I want to add, I agree with everything mm-hmm. you're saying. One thing I want to add is there are times like at first light. Yep. And at last light that I feel like you need to be glassing much, much quicker. Oh, you're yeah, hitting, abs- you're absolutely. shotgunning, hitting spots, yeah. just trying to hit spots, cover spots, especially in the morning when the first light, yep. I'm scanning back and forth. You know, initially when I get to a glassing point, I have a tendency to make a mistake and not look close first. I want to look at the, the great spots. It, it's a great idea to hit the closest <laughs> it's, stuff first. It's, it's kind of like the power glassing. You're yeah. just, you're, you're. I cannot wait to let my yeah. eyes do the walking, but I think it's important to hit, you know, sit down with your tripod, get your tripod all set up, pop out your chest glass, hand hold the 150 to 300 yard stuff that you can just see that's real close to yep. you that there might be a deer standing there feeding that you you know you slipped up on before then then go to your tripod and then start working it over but at first light when you're glassing the first 15 20 30 minutes i mean power scanning yeah, pretty that, quick absolutely pretty moving trying to use the sun at your advantage where is it lighting something up that yep. you might just pick something and then once it kind of the sun comes up and establishes itself and you've kind of felt like you've scanned all the stuff that might just pop out at you. Right. Then you say, okay, I'm going to yep. pick this ridge. And yeah. then Brady asked the question, do you do left to right, right to left? And I said, I don't know. I would bet, being a right-handed person, I would bet I start left and pan to the right and then drop down and kind of, kind of sweep. I don't necessarily believe in the grid system. I think it's yeah, a good way to describe I, I, how to glass, but it's more like a painting of a picture or, or, or cleaning of a window. Right. You're trying to cover the entire window. Yeah. Whether you, well, you know, I, I definitely don't Brady go up and down. About, I go left or right or right to left. Well, Bra- and, and I can't remember distinctly, but I'm pretty sure Brady, Brady will tell you, like for guys that, that have trouble, Sitting still and and glassing methodically, right? Which Lorenzo said he was one of those. Yeah, so that's why when when they brought up the the glassing left to right, like you're reading a book. Yeah. Well, other guys will go right to left because it's a little bit more unnatural and it it kind of is a little slower and it makes them slow down and be a little bit more methodical. And I, I think that's one of those things that you know you got to do what works for you. Right. And but Jay, I agree. When that first thing in the morning thing, I mean, like if you're in a place that you know well, that you've been a hundred times, and you know you always see deer in a, in a couple, you're gonna you're gonna power glass. You're gonna hit the spots that you know, like where, that are notorious for having deer in it, and then you're gonna start picking the others. And I, I think you, you know, I always say let the terrain dominate what I'm doing, because I'll to me it winds up being kind of a, you know, it's like a it's like geometry you know i may hit one face and and do it you know left and right and down and then and then because of the way another slope is i may hit it vertical it just depends on what i'm doing and and how quickly i'm moving and and whatnot but i think that's what what uh i i I think the thing that should be said is is that this isn't like this isn't like a grid paper where you have to hit every i mean you can but but 
at the end of the day, at the end of the day, you're also trying to 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 be efficient about it, and that's why you start talking about field of views and and what allows you to see edge to edge and let your eyes walk within each you know each uh, single uh, field of view that you have and. And yeah, I mean, I think that in, in the in the more you do it, and the faster you become, I think you'd be amazed at how much you pick up. Just like the instant that you put your bino on something, even when something's fairly hidden, it's amazing when you can pick something. You know, just the, like the ridge line of a back, or the you know the fairings, or the you know the hairline of an inside of a of a white leg of a coos deer, or you know a white rump of a sheep, or a you know bull, whatever. It, it, it's. I think it's amazing what you can catch. One thing I might add to is I very rarely glass up and down in a vertical f fashion for a specific reason. I feel like a tripod, which I like the fluid head, mm -hmm. pan, pan head style, fluid yep. head style, and I feel like they're smoother... Oh, left to right, right absolutely. to left, and I'm, you know, sure. I'm sweeping, sweeping, sweeping. There's a natural fluidity to that. Right, and, and so if you can get in the pattern of whether you start at the top or start at the bottom, I'd probably say start at the top of the ridge, pan across, and then just work your way down and then move to right. another um, is, is how I do it. Um, but I've also seen guys that they're doing up and down, and I, right. just, I think you're going to cover country with your eyes left or right a lot smoother than you would be you know moving your actual sure. tripod arm up or down so that's just a yeah. tip, tip for the guys out there yeah and then as far as openings go so he's asking about larger openings first the answer is yes i think you got to look at kind of those obvious you, you gotta look at what they the give you're going to be yeah. in the open or the yeah. elk are going to be in the open then you start working those smaller pockets and then the thicker pockets. And the edges. And the edges. Right. Okay. Interesting question coming up next. Are the SIG Zulu 6 worth all the hype? I did. <laughs> I think I set you up too. <laughs> I did actually get to look through them. Yeah. Now, I just was fiddle farting around with them. I didn't actually, you know... You didn't get we're, to take them out in right. the field. We were out. In the, we were at the office, but it's. I, I got to be honest with you. Initial impression, pretty cool. Well, like it, I, I, th there is not one single person. Pretty neat. That cannot tell you that the image stabilizing does not work because it absolutely does. So I had it off, right? And Brady handed them to me, and I was looking, and way across the. Um, the deal was like someone's whiteboard. Oh, okay? yeah. Like where there was a bunch of, I don't know, they were writing. They weren't in there, but they had written right, stuff. Right, 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 right. And like my hands have a natural little shake to them anyway. And so I'm looking and then I'm just kind of, I'm not saying anything. And then he's like, get them focused. And I'm like, focused. And he's like, all right, now turn it on. And it was like, it, it was amazing because oh, yeah. it, like the little vibration in my hand and then i kind of just would pan you know kind of a slow pan it senses that it's amazing the thing that i thought was most intriguing about it was that if you, you know let's just say you were going left to right and you kind of you you panned across and right when you stopped you're like okay I, you know you saw something of interest so you stopped you could actually feel 
the momentum the, the momentum like instead of the, having that stop and that reverb like your tripod head would do you could feel the the you could just feel but it, it slow down feel like and it, it and didn't feel it. wavy though it, no, no no it felt like yeah it was almost like a digisecond behind, if that's, that's even correct. a word. Just like your brain it, was like it, it processing. Was, it was like somebody just kind of applying the brake, just, just, just pumping the brake, and not, not so that you couldn't, you weren't spilling your morning coffee. You know what I'm saying? You, you, it was just like you, you feel it stopping, and then all of a sudden, when, when, when the, when, when you stop then the image catches up and it's very subtle and very very smooth now lorenzo said he was going to bring a couple pairs down to mexico mm -hmm. um, when they're down there hunting with us and i'm i'm excited to try them out where i think they might be just unbelievable um is riding around in a high rack well, the, when so, we're moving. So the, the, this is what, the, the, and, and this is the thing. So I'm or in a boat when you're I, looking I, for birds. Like, I am getting I mean, questioned. I will bet you I take no less than five or six phone calls a day on these right now, and I am simply trying to listen to what guys want and need, and help them make the best choice that's going to allow them to do that, and. The, the 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 if there's a knock on them and and I don't I, I don't know that I fully understand and I haven't spoken to the sig you know guys over there and said hey why why is there it, it, it they are in more narrow field of view okay yeah but I also remember back in the day people think that well first of all they should understand that that um, gyro or Image stabilized binoculars have been around for years. I remember years ago looking through a pair of Zeiss. Well, Zeiss had the twenty by sixty, but but that was a that was not electronic. That was you sque you squeeze it and and it's now op it's functional. Okay, but the the Canons, you know, the Canons have been God. They've been around for twenty years plus. So I mean, I remember when those first came out, but those had a narrow field of view too. They also had weird, and I say weird, they had, you know, like different, um, they weren't like a 1042, it was like a, you know, 16 by 32 or, a, you know, whatever. So the exit pupils were, were different. Mm -hmm. So m my thing is, is that I, th again, this is one of those things that we've now got this in the system, right? And now you got people going, man, th this is pretty awesome. And it is pretty awesome. But now I'm hungry for the rest of it. I, I like. I'm thinking to myself, well, what, why? Like, what's the I, next I want, manufacturer to drop their? Well, what one one manufacturer's coming next? Then I want to know is where I think that this image stabilizing absolutely makes a one thousand percent difference that is unmistakable. Spotting scopes. You put image stabilizing in spotting scopes, and it makes the the it makes the idea and the actual function of 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 uh, focusing one thousand percent different. Because I'm going to tell you why. The thing that I like about those twenty by sixty Zeiss is that when you engage the 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 actual gyro, and then you go to work the focus machine, 
it is uncanny of how exact I can get those 20 to 60s to focus. But isn't that more of a function of your eye focusing? Yeah, but remember, if, if, if you're even feeling the, the most, any little part of a shimmer, and you're still trying to focus it. Right. That, oh, no, I know. That, that's going to affect it somehow. And Absolutely. I, I think that we're nearly at the tip of the iceberg with this deal. And I am so, I'll admit, man, when Brady first told me about him, he's like, hey, Cody, you know. We, and, I, and even he was skeptical on it. He told me he's like head over heels. Oh, like. no, he's, he, he is. But the thing of it is that I'm not going to, you know, I'm just not going to sit here and go, oh, well, I'm getting rid of my tripod and not using any of that. that that's not happening. Because there's still an element of structure and glass. And, you, you know, you can tell me how great they are. And I think they're awesome. But if you think that being comfortable while glassing is contorting yourself into a little tiny ball on a sitting on the edge of a mountain with your knees, you know, in elbows clear up into your knees and you're going to sit that way for four hours looking for a coos buck, you're out of your mind. Right. So application wise, you, you do not see these replacing glassing on a tripod, which I don't either. I don't care how good they get. Now, if they keep getting better and better and better glass-wise, and you mount them on a tripod, absolutely. Here we go. Yeah. So th this whole thing just, I just gets I don't the want people to think me. that this just the tripod goes away. I think in some not. some circumstances and some hunts and some absolutely. animals, it does. One hundred percent. But like focused, intense, long-range western coos deer, sheep, mule deer, like I don't know. Well, I, I don't know. And again, I'm not, I absolutely do not want to be put in the, in the category of, oh, you're, you're, you're just, you know, you're a naysayer or you're, you're against us. I'm not against this at all. I want whatever helps me find game the most efficiently. And I'm, I'm, I'm just here to tell you that these things absolutely work. I think you need to be really understanding of the exit pupils, the field of view, and the and the and the in the magnification range that's going to best suit for the job at hand. And and so I get asked every day, Cody, if you were going to use these, what 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 is your? And I will have a pair. I don't care what anybody says. I will have a pair of sixteen by forty twos. And for me, and, and what I like to do, they will live in my truck. Zulu 6? Yeah, Zulu 6. Um, you know, image stabilized, the whole thing. I like the 16. I, 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 that's what I looked that, for. That's the one that I like the best because, and I'll, I'll say this, some, some people were like, why wouldn't you go with the 12 with a wider field of view? Well, the interesting thing about the 6, the, the, the 12, it's, they both got a 199.5 foot field of view, why not take the magnification? A little more power. And for what I'm using them for, which is basically to look at longer distances and, and slopes that do, do I want to get out the, you know, and really study something? Or is there, is there a deer riding on that slope that I need to, to, to check? And so that's, that's my whole thing is, is that, that they will be used in, in the way that, that, that I want to. And man, the high racks, 
Like I can think of guys that on boats. I can think of guys that are on. Um, think about mule deer hunting where you're just kind of walking and glassing, walking and glassing, walk, or elk hunters yes. that are moving, that they're really not, they're in thicker country yep. where their tripods are probably, they're not even using them. Um, I, I, I say to all the manufacturers, bring it, boys. Yeah, let's that's, let's ex- bring it. All of you step up to the plate with image yep. stabilization and let's see the best you got. Like yeah. as a consumer, bring it. Like I well, want it. I, I have to think that maybe the patent or something ran out, you know, on on Canon, and and now you got Sig doing it because I think, I think Sig, like literally, like just jumped out of the gate and stuff. Like, like I I, I I don't know how I didn't pay closer attention to this because you know I'll be the first one to admit, hey, I make mistakes too. Well, I, I overlook things sometimes. I saw Cliff Gray's YouTube. Um, video and right. Cliff's my oh, buddy right. and he called me he's like Jay you got to check these out I'm like come on Cliff they can't be that good he's like Jay they're pretty good well I gotta be honest a couple of days ago when I looked through them I was like I'm kind of looking forward to Mexico and yeah. Lorenzo bringing a couple pair because I want to get them out in the field exactly. and really use them so Brady and I Brady was here about a month ago and we were we went out and, and did some glassing and um I was pretty, uh, it, it was evident right away that looking even at distance with them, th- there's an element there that you're not going to be accustomed to. It, it's pretty awesome. Right. But, you know, again, if I'm, I, I think it comes back to what you were saying, depending on the animal, depending on, you know, the country, the, and again, it comes back to the whole thing. They're they're a, they're a tool, and I will have that tool in 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 the box, and and I will have it at my disposal. Okay. Next question goes right along. When will Swarovski have image stabilizing binos? <laughs> <laughs> what about spotting scope Im- image well, stabilization? I, I'm just telling you that the, the 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 spotting scope thing is when when I really understood and used them. That's what Brady and I talked about. Was is like holy cow? Can you imagine what this would do when you're trying to you know, really get set up on something and really study, you know, what a deer has or not, or buck or bull or whatever. And that, that was my first thought was, is that, man, did, this image stabilizing thing could really help the spotting scope world. And, and it, it could help for a lot of shortcomings. Dude, what is up? Very next question. Seriously, image stabilizing, range finding, 15 by 56 swirls, ETA, but, but, LOL. But, but there's another one. There's another one, Jay, that is, can you, okay, so what's a very frustrating thing with rangefinders? If you're moving and you're hand-holding you can't and, and you're not getting the exact same thing, but yet we all realize that when you put that same rangefinder on a tripod and then hit the button again, Works you're getting time. basically the exact same number. Mm-hmm. Well, if you could do this with image stabilizing, pfft, why, why, why would you not? And the cool thing is, is that SIG... And I think I think they really smartly, you know, did this. They actually introduced some of the image stabilizing technology into their four thousand, or their I'm sorry, their their four K uh, of, of of kilo, and I think that that's worth it. So anything for more accuracy, I'll take every time. Okay, next question. Koa 66 versus Swaro 65. Oof, that's a... So, if you're just going on 
like 20 to 60 eyepiece. I prefer the 25 to 50 on the on the on the Swarovski. I love the because it's uh, for all intents and purposes it's probably it's done more like an EL Swarovision. Um, there's probably one percent less of light transmission, but at the same time, it's a wider field of view and it's edged edge clarity. Um, so, but that's not really the question. Is is that the, then what if you choose the twenty five to fifty and which one do you choose between the the uh, the Koa Jay? I, I it, it's really hard for me to say this, but I've been so blown away by that Koa and that dual focus that. In my my own mouth right now, I'm I'm saying I'd probably choose the Koa simply because of the focusing mechanism. You can get a little finer. Uh, it, it's just it it just really worked for me when I took it out. Okay. Question: What is the effective glassing range? And by the way, just so everybody knows, that Koa is you know that's a three thousand dollar piece. And so when you talk about the Swarovski, that that's like twenty six forty nine. I think that that, truthfully, the the sixty five millimeter Swarovski, even with the, uh, I think that's one of the best eyepieces and and bodies in the business. So don't think that I'm scrapping on the on the Swarovski. I mean, you're still talking about a four or five hundred dollar difference. What is the effective glassing range? How far is the farthest you'll glass? I mean, I don't what know. What animal? I mean, well, yeah, I mean, I mean, gosh. What's I mean, the condition? <laughs> some of those places in in that we've glassed in, you know, for elk. I mean, that's the, you. You could be talking about five miles. Cody, those deer. I'm looking straight over the top <laughs> of you two. Remember that? That'd be like, yeah. What? What, what did you say that day? What do you mean? Where is it? I'm looking right over the top of yeah. you and Cody. You're about a what? So you're about a half mile behind us. Yeah. What is that? What, what's the old saying though? About being that's like being fished from the back out fish, but from the back, back of the, of the boat. boat. Okay. Effective range. I think it's effective. Everybody has their own different I don't effective know. That's range. That's such a hard. What they're using. Conditions. Okay, so let, let, let me just kind of narrow this down a little bit. If I, first of all, if I'm using a, a, a BTX-115, I don't know what the... I, I honestly don't know what the range is because I've found animals at, at multiple miles. But if you just want to talk about like a 15, I mean, I found elk and deer at miles with those too, but I, I, I would tell you that, you know, I don't know, 3,000 yards would be kind of like... You know, like, like, when do I switch from the 15s so to two the... two miles to, is what yeah, So probably a couple. Yeah, I mean, it's... I think that, you know, depending on the lighting and, you know, if it's first thing in the morning, I mean, you, you would be amazed at what you can see with a set of 15s with the sun so at your back. With the sun at your back, and, and then you switch it to the sun in your face, I think you cut the distance in half. I would You're agree. You're saying a couple miles. Yep. Depending on if you're looking for an elk, I would maybe double that. Yep. If you can see an, a cow elk or a bull elk out yep. there at four miles, yes, you can with good light and it, with with 15 power binoculars. Yep. You're now looking into the sun. I'm going to cut that in half. But and when you talk more. about but when you talk about effective range, yeah. I want to say that just 
if you just said you, I, if you had a buck spotted or you had a hill where you knew a buck was living how close do you want to get to it for coos if i can get eight nine hundred yards that's perfect for me right eight nine hundred yards perfect if it's an elk mile perfect that's yeah. fine yeah but i don't think there's any reason to get closer like three four five hundred i almost feel like i'm too close oh yeah. I, I like there's that, that there's that buffer i like that yeah. seven eight nine a thousand yards yep. just like that that's like perfect distance for me yeah you know it's i've thought about this often about like you know is there a chart for this and i think that's really hard to do because that chart would have multiple like situations and like and it would change and and so um yeah i mean i it just kind of depends on the train and what i'm doing but i i i try to match very much the 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 piece of glass with with the job at hand so uh, you know I, I i'm i'm thinking that that uh sometimes you you uh you know you you have to 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 really pay attention to what you know what you're doing Cody um We've got through a bunch of questions here. Um, we've had a great day. I want to thank you for coming over and being on the podcast. I want to give you a chance here. Um, anything going on at Go Hunt or anything you want the listeners to know about? Yeah. Um, you know, there's still some sales going on. Six hours, got some stuff till the end of the year. Swarovski 15s are, you know, they were 2649. Now they're. They're twenty three ninety nine. I saw their nine percent off. Yeah, yeah, it's yeah, yeah, whatever the, you know, whatever the percentage was, but, um, but yeah, they go down to twenty three ninety nine, and I would just tell somebody, you know, look, uh, shipping is going to be really hard, you know, obviously because Christmas is Monday, but if you get that last minute, you need a tax break or, you know, you're a guide and you need to get something before the end of the year, you know, do that. Give me a holler, we can get something written up for you, and and we can get it shipped out after Christmas or whatnot but um yeah i mean there's there's uh so also there's uh the uh koa 88s are still on sale right now um yeah so just you know if there's any questions you know ho holler at me uh you can always reach me at, at 602-399-3699 uh you can reach me on the main phone line at 702-847-8747 or uh, email me at uh optics at co or, i mean i'm sorry optics at gohunt.com Cody, it's always great having you on the podcast, guys. Um, you can also go to GoHunt.com, go yep, right on absolutely. the website and order. Um, if you want that personalized touch, you can text Cody, um, get a text chain going with him. You want to call him, 602-399-3699. You can email him. Um, it's always great having you on the podcast. Um, love to do it again here soon. Um, guys, I really appreciate you listening to this podcast. I obviously want to thank GoHunt.com. They've been my title sponsor of this podcast since 2015. Um, you've got the GoHunt Insider. Um, we've got application season kicking off here very, very soon. Oh, yeah. um, you know, We've got Arizona coming up here the second Tuesday in, in February, which is a little over a month away. Um, the GoHunt Insider, I believe the draw odds were just updated today. Um, so. for arizona and new mexico so go check out and if, 
if guys don't understand the insider, call us. We'll run you through everything that it does for you because it, it, it really is a, a pretty awesome value. Yeah, I not mean, just the draws, but the mapping, strategy the, articles, access not to mention the savings uh, and the Go Hunt gear shop. Absolutely, uh, points, everything. Yeah, but Go Hunt's been a good sponsor of the podcast. I also want to thank Kuyu Kuyu Ultralight Hunting. They're a direct consumer brand. Go to kuyu.com, uh, phone scope, and I want to thank Lathrop and Sons, uh, lathropandsons.com. Guys, um, Merry Christmas to everyone out there. Thank you for your support. Uh, If you have any questions of me, you can email me at jscottoutdoors at gmail.com. You can also send me a direct message on my Instagram account at jscottoutdoors. Until then, God bless, and we'll see you in the new year. Thank you very much, Jay.